Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On this episode of the No Show Podcast, we have a player who is not only a freak athlete and is tremendously skilled, he's also incredibly thoughtful and a worker. But make no mistake about it, he is a flat-out stud. Meet Kajani Wright. After two years in high school, Kajani has stacked up Team USA honors, top rankings for his class, all-state, all-conference, and all-coast accolades, and has made Windward in LA a must-see program. For Gil, Kajani isn't just a talented big man, he's a talented basketball player. In other words, don't label him, because his approach to the game is to take on every role, every position, and simply dominate. As a competitor, it's not just mastering one thing, it's becoming exceptional at both ends of the floor and ultimately becoming that complete player that everyone fears. As Kajani continues to build, he's blending refined skill with updated intel. And for Agent Zero, that brings a definite smile to his face. It's Kajani right? You might remember his teammate Dylan Andrews on a previous episode of the No Chill Podcast. Remember, you can get every episode as soon as they drop on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the video version on the No Chill YouTube channel. Please subscribe, comment, and like when you get there. And don't forget, every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's No Chill with Gilbert Arenas on the Fubo Sports Network. Welcome to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. I'm Mike Botticello, and we're going to kick this off. Shout out to small market teams. Indiana Pacers represented right there. Al well, Harrington. Yeah, I'm not, I don't care about the team. It's just Al. I like Al. Well, you got Indiana across your <laughs> Yeah, chest. I get it, but I like you Al. You know what, Gil, Gil, we got to know. People, people say there's a West Coast bias on this show. Seriously? Yeah, a- accurate. We talk about L.A. all the time. You're an L.A. dude. So, I mean, we're just going to go lean right into it again because we have a pure L.A. product right here with Kajani Wright, Windward High School. Welcome to the show. Thanks Kajani, thank you. And we've, we've already introduced you before with your teammate, Dylan Andrews. Mm-hmm. So you've been hyped before you even got here. Right, yeah. So this is official. Yeah, it's official, man. So. Official. So the, the best part, and I think I wish people could see this, but we don't need them to see this, is, is what happens before we actually start rolling is the education on Show free game. That's the whole point of this. Yeah, the conversation, you know, get the mood right, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, because usually, you know, everyone's nervous when they. Oh, yeah, I was coming in. I was trying to, you know, yeah. my water and calm down. Bro. Yeah, you know, them cameras, everyone starts like, oh, let me. Yeah. And, and you can also ask those questions. You're like, this is off the record, right? I want to know these things. Or Gil was going to give you information. It was just like, mm-hmm. this, this is good to know. So. Right. Yeah, every question doesn't need to be on record. You know what I mean? It's right. you know, it's it's one of those things where you have, you know, some when you know we're doing interviews for the most part, most of the good stuff is usually off the record. <laughs> it's usually off the record, and then like, all right, we're on the record now. Let's go. So we're on the record now. Yeah, make, record. It, make that sure. Uh, so Kajan, it's great to have you here. And I think the thing that stuck out to me was Gil and I were talking about you and, and looking at film and it's identifying your game. Mm-hmm. It's not that easy. And you've ta- you were sort of this, the term was a tweener guard, the one of the two combo, yeah, whatever. I said, I said, he has that Ben's, um, no, the uh, Embiid feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, he's agile, he can shoot the ball, he can move, you know. Because, you know, in, in, in today's game, as a big, you still want to be dominant in the post too, right. because it's an advantage. You know, if if everyone's skinny, they don't know how to <laughs> defend oh, yeah. the post, and you're down there getting busy, it helps. But you can still take it back to the three point line and and right. stretch the defense too. So, I want a short answer and a long answer. First, short answer is that fair? Yes or no? That's fair. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I said I mean, I'm going more I'm, Anthony Davis, more versatile. Oh, versus Anthony Davis. I think I'd go, yeah, Anthony Davis and Embiid. Gotcha. I mean, gotcha. <laughs> just with my body, body type, mm-hmm. I'd say Anthony Davis. Okay, okay. And no, no disrespect to either of those guys or whatever. It's just the idea that Joel is more of a banger, bigger body. I mean, I like to, you know, bang <laughs> so in the post. Like bang, yeah. I, I, I do like that, yeah. 
and then but AD has more, I guess, more agility, more hops, more athleticism, speed. I mean, okay. all these good things. In Embiid with more athleticism. <laughs> so all of that, we'll put all that yeah. together. But that's so a great comparison. Got a lot to work with you got two yeah. good comparisons. Yeah. 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 We've talked about this before, you and I, never on the record. Positionless basketball. Do you like that term? No. Because it is is there is is not a positionless game. It's big men that are skilled that can play every position, but you can't go the other way with it. You know, so you can't say, all right, Curry. All right, go out there and be the five and guard, you know, guard the big man. Like, no, you can't do that. You know, you can't say, all right, Clay Thompson, you know, you're the five man today. No, you can't do that. But you can take these, the the big man and say, all right, well, I mean, you're agile. You can defend. Okay, we're going to put you at the four. Okay, maybe the three, two. You you can guard the one, switch it all. You know, that's what makes, you know, so it's only one way. It's the big men that are Mm -hmm. multi-skilled versus going up with, so it's not technically positionless. It's just, you know, bigger guys who can play multiple positions. How do you relate to that term? I mean, now that I've got your perspective, I always thought it was just positionless, you know, because guys like Ben Simmons are mm-hmm. ones, you know, 6'10", playing point guard, but can also defend the big, mm-hmm. you know. But now that you, you know, said that, I kind of agree with, you know, the tweener, <laughs> you know. It is, it is, it's, only, it's only one way down. Like, we... Um, we had a player, Jared Jeffries, um, and he was probably one of the only handful of guys that can guard actually all five positions. Mm. So he would go in a game and he would guard T-Mac, Yao, and then, the you know, Rafe Austin. How tall All in the same game. He's 6'11". Oh. Yeah, so he was, it was just, he was from Indiana. He was a shooter from Indiana. Stopping Yao, then the sub. Okay, he has to go back to Tracy McGrady. So I'm getting killed by Rafer. Go to Rafer. <laughs> you know? So, you know, it's, it's those guys that, that are intangible that actually gives the, the illusion that the game is, you know. Positionless? Positionless, yeah. That. I, I try not it. to put that in I my know, vocabulary. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> in, in theory, it's a, it's a good concept because no one's putting a label on you. And right. I think that's probably what you would want to be most comfortable with. Don't label right. me. Let me play my game. Right. I, I agree with that, you know. Because obviously I don't like to, I was thinking this positionless because I never liked to play the five, you know. Now I like to, and I see guys shooting the ball, big men shooting the ball and uh, taking the ball up the corner. It's like, I want to do that too. I don't want to be labeled as the five or the four, you know. I want to be able to do everything. So. And also you work on your handle. You work right. on these things and also you want to be able to use those. Right. But that's, that's where you're like, wait a minute, don't put me in this box. Don't call me Embiid. Mm-hmm. I'm me mm-hmm. and I can do all these other things that maybe they can't do. Yeah, you know, right now it's, you know, um, you're more valuable at a five, four, three mm-hmm. position, you know, because it's like, yeah, you want to sub me out, but you don't have to sub me out now. Just mm-hmm. move me to the four, right. move me to the three, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to like your, your value goes up. And that was one of my things that I learned early because um, I came in as a tweener, one, two, wasn't mm-hmm. really a point guard and wasn't big enough to be the two. So while I'm sitting there watching what twos did mm-hmm. and realize I'm, I'm gonna get killed in this position, you know, and I was like, well, eh, John Stockton looks a little old. They don't really have any scores there. Okay, I'm gonna be a one. Mm-hmm. So you know that you know while I was you know sitting not playing, I'm just practicing my handle, you know, trying to understand what the point guard did, and became a max player in this position, you know. So yeah, I'm. I'm, okay, a $5 million player as a shooting guard, but I'm a max player because, you know, yeah. I'm the alpha of scoring in this position. And that's the same where, you know, as, as a, bigger, a bigger guy, you can play the three, four, five. Mm-hmm. So you can figure out which lane you're going to play in a day right. and say, ah, you know what, okay, he's there. Let me go here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to tear him up this game. And, you, and that's the advantage. So your, your value shoots up. Because, you know, you can, you know, if, if they haven't been, okay, we just draft you as a three-man. Mm-hmm. And draft you as a four. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get the bounce and you don't, you don't have no confliction. Yeah. And we can throw another term in there. It's a baseball term, five-tool player. And in baseball, that means you can do everything. You have it, you have it all. So for, for basketball purposes, is that your approach? You don't want any flaws. 
Um, what are you saying? I can play every, every, every position? Position and skills. I can shoot, I can put it on the floor, I can defend, I can Yeah, I mean, up. I like to be well-rounded and be able to do everything a point guard can do. Um, but yeah. I, I don't want to be just labeled as someone who can just do this and not be able to step out um, and show what else I can do on the court. And really, to break that down, it's situational. So depending on is it the matchup that you have is a mismatch. Obviously, you always find the mismatch, right, mm -hmm. too. Or what kind of defense are they throwing at me? Um, what's the situation with my team? Are they just going like pressing us? They going up and down? And you know, you want to be able to adapt to any situation. You know, you know, right now, you know, when you're when you're probably one of the biggest guys in high school, it's like, oh, no, you're you're going to be the five. Right. They, but they label you. They, as yeah, the five. They, they're going to label you as the five. But you know, that's when you just you know you're training for next levels. Mm -hmm. You know, making sure you're working on you know your vision, working on your passing skills, working on your dribbling, mid range, learning how to move you know without the screen, learning how to defend you know smaller guys. Right. You know, because it's just it's just adding extra value to the bigger picture. You know, and that's what, you know, a lot of coaches in high school don't realize, and a lot of coaches in, you know, college don't realize because they need to use you for what they need now mm -hmm. versus what you're going to be. Right. You know, so, you know, at this stage, you're just trying to just add extra attributes to your game until you get to where you want to get to. So Kajani, let's look at this because you have, you're, you're involved in every facet of, of the game at your, at your age. So AAU, Compton Magic. Shout out to Compton Magic <laughs> High School with Windward, you know, high-level program here in LA, Team USA. So in all these different scenarios, you're in an environment where, you know, you have a different, uh, let's say, role. Um, so how do you approach these different roles and situations? Um, well, for USA, it was, um, I'll give you an example. During the, I think, Canada game, I uh, got, the, got the rebound, pushed the ball up the court, missed a layup, and then got subbed out. And so... I think I was there for their the role the position they wanted me to play. And, and I, after that, I understood that. And so I was like, okay, let me just, you know, step into this role, into this character and play this, what they want me to play. Um, but I think it's different, like for everything. So like different situations, like high school, of course, role being the tallest guy, five man, AU, positionless or tween or whatever you want. Um, but it's different for you know high school AAU and then Team USA. Evaluate that. Okay, so, you, so you have so I mean, but that that that's that's good because you have to adapt, mm. you know, and um, that's usually problems that you know some players can't adapt. When I went up, when I went for uh, Team USA, I don't think I adapted well mm -hmm. <laughs> because I went into the mindset is I remember I called Coach K. This was um, I called Coach K and said you know. Uh, you gotta remember, I'm a score. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm just a score. And um, I was like, you know, whatever you need from me, you know, defensively, whatever it is, you know, you know, sacrifice. I'm ready to do it. I think that was my one mistake that I was. I shouldn't have did that. Mm -hmm. And then, <laughs> and then I'm going to, you know, then once we started getting to practice, my my attributes took over. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm just out there killing. And it was like, eh, we don't need that. You know, we're, we already have LeBron and Melo and D-Wade. And I'm like, well, there's only three two-time All-Stars here, and I'm one of them. There's only, <laughs> there's only three of us here, so why am I on the bench? You know, and, and I just couldn't understand that they didn't need me to be dominant because they already had forces. Right. But I didn't want to adapt to taking some... Brad Miller type of role. You know, I'm gonna sit here, go out there and hustle and play defense and rebound and like, man, that's I don't do that. That's, that's for the that's for the that's for number 14, 15, 12. And then I'm looking like, well, I'm 14, 15, and 12. You know, so it was one of those things that I didn't adapt, I didn't adapt well. Um got you know, I got released. You know, um, but you know, it's it's adapting and understanding how to adapt um to situations to keep you on the court, yeah. you know? So it seems like you do that well. And in your situation, you guys were all pros. So for, for Kajani, for you, it's, you know, it's all amateurs, youth level, and everyone's really established. You're, in a lot of ways, you're finding your own identity at that time. Um, maybe not you, but you know, the other, other guys that are there. And Gil, I think that, that's the toughest thing. What is it? Ego. Yeah, 
Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, my ego got the best of me at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's gonna happen. You know, you go on out there dominating and you know you're like like I'm more dominant than what you're trying to use me as. And it's like how do you box in yourself just to, you know, fit a role, you know, that that is, you know, you it is the ego that you have to try to keep under control for the bigger picture. Right. You know, which is I'm not gonna lie, it's hard. Right. So take us inside that. Johnny, and I'm thinking of this famous video, Team USA, KG, King in the Court. He's going up and down, and he's getting all these guys thrown at him. Have you seen the video? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, so it's Jason Kidd or Grant Hill or whoever, and he's one-on-one. So that's the fun that you can have. at When it comes to team play and competition, there's that that goes on. But then it's the competition and the spirit around the players that are there. Mm -hmm. So is that something else that you approach the Team USA experience with? Um... I don't think I I don't think I played like one on one with I was just there to, you know, show out, give my all. Um, you know, I, I didn't see myself as like having any friends there. You know, I was just there to go out there, kill it. You know, um, but I mean, players can have that. You know, com- competitive spirit, of course. You know, I guess that's a different. I guess that's a different um, atmosphere anyway because it's they don't have any relationships with each other. You know, for the most part, most of those players you would know you never really played with anyway. Right. Different um, states, you know. All yeah, that's that. what I said. Yeah. You wouldn't. So it's basically you're just there to compete against each other to try to see who's who and try to make it. That's what I said. Is the establishment is is a little different on that level? It seems like because it's like you're bringing everyone around and then it's like tryouts. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you're trying to survive. You know, Team USA. You know, it's. You're all NBA players. You practice together. You played with each other in the summer. You played, so you have more of that, you know, that friendly, that that friendly competitiveness versus just it's. I'm, I'm after your spot. I'm no, trying to I think I think that's the coolest thing is <laughs> from a basketball standpoint. You don't get that experience later on. Um, it's it's like you said. It's like Survivor. We're all on this island, and I want to prove I'm king of the hill. Mm-hmm. But. He said it. It's it's different because you get the rebound, you go down, and you're doing your thing, and it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, sub. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. what? Hold on, wait. I did. What I do? Like, right. <laughs> I just did me. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's 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 one of those things where it's it's more difficult because you don't know what they're looking for, and that seems like that is a stressful way of playing basketball when you know you're going into a situation and you're this type of player. And you're trying to figure out, do they want this type of player? Do they want this type of player? Do they want to meet? You know, it's, and I tell just, all you can do is basically just do you and then let them decide. Because if you're trying to outthink what they want, you end up looking bad yourself. Yeah. And Kajani, in that situation for you, that's an ultimate test. No one really told you to approach it that way. No, no one told me that, you know, I was going to, you know, have to do this certain thing. I was just playing my game. Um. I don't think I have like a game where it's like go out there and, and you know score every time. You know I like to facilitate, pass the ball, get my teammates involved. So um, I think that kind of helped with you know what they're trying to evaluate me for. And that's important. Knowing your identity is like, look, I'm not that kind of dude. My my approach is I'm a Swiss Army knife if I have to be, or if I if I have to lock down their best player, that's what I'm going to do tonight. Is that, is that accurate for you? That's pretty accurate, yeah. Just do whatever. I mean, I didn't know what they wanted me to do, but, you know, <laughs> just go out there and, like you said, just be yourself and, um, you know, they, they'll evaluate you based on, you know, what you give. You've probably seen guys that are like that. Maybe you'll throw some names at me right now that they don't know how to, they don't know how to modulate. They're just one speed, one gear, and they're always stuck in that mode. I mean, for the most part, it's, it's usually a score that's like that, you know. Um, you know, like somebody like Lamar Odom, you know, he was the Swiss Army Knife. So, you know, no matter what, you can have the Kobe, the Iversons, you know, all of those on the team. They're picking him first. They're picking Lamar Odom first because they can take him and they can move him around. Mm-hmm. So they can move this guy any position, you know, so you say, all right, we're going to go with him. And then, okay, who does he mesh up with? You know, okay, we can, okay, now we can add Kobe to him. You know, we can add this person. So you you get the guy who's multi on the court, and then you start going with the narrow-minded type of players. Um, even though, you know, you have a guy who can give you 30 and carry the team, you're like, I don't really need that because I can just have four of this and they can 
make sure, like, like Scottie Pippen, people didn't realize on the USA team, he led the team in assists. Wasn't Magic. <laughs> wasn't John Stockton. It wasn't the two best point guards in the world. It was, it was Scottie Pippen. You know, he was the, he was the most valuable because he's the one that's getting the ball from out of Jordan's hand to a Barkley, from Barkley to a Mullen, from Mullen to a David Robinson. So he's the one that's making sure all these guys, and he sacrificed himself, but he's the most valuable on the team. Right. And that's the tough thing to relate to people because you might see Lamar and be like, hey, how come you don't go for 40? He, he could. I'm sure that was, that was also tough on him too, as people maybe in certain, at certain times in his career wanted him to do that. That's not really his mode. No, I mean, he's, he's looking for everyone else. Um, you know, just like somebody like, you know, um, Chris Webber. Chris Webber led his team in assists. You know, you got the, you know, it's like you give the ball to the person who makes the best decisions. And that's just, it, you know, just how it is. So, you know, if they surround you with a whole bunch of scores, the ball is going to you mm-hmm. and you're making, making sure everyone, you know, just like Draymond Green. You know, he makes, he makes Curry look unselfish because Curry gives it to him. He, he, he gives those hockey assists. So when you look at the, the assist total, 25, 30 as a team, even though Curry has six. So it's like, Curry, you score and make passes when you need to. Um, Clay, you score. You don't have to pass. Mm. I'll do all of the sacrifices. So so then you have Equidala making all the sacrifices. You have Green making all the sacrifices for everyone else to look good. You know, so it's, it's one of those things when you get put in situations, you have to figure out what they need from you at that moment. You know, do you need to be dominant today? Do you need to be a facilitator today? Do you need just to be all around guy today? So, you know, but that's the gift you have. So you get to use it, mm-hmm. you know, to your ability. Now, Kajani, that all sounds great because you can approach a game and like everything is everything's gonna work out perfectly. That's not always the case. Sometimes you gotta put the Superman cape on and say, guess what? I'm just gonna take this thing over. Well, I think going off of like this past year um, at Windward, um, I, w- I wouldn't say I was I was fitting that role where you know I was getting the guys open. I wasn't scoring too many points, 30 points like that. Um, but I think I know I have to jump into that role to become more dominant. Um, and score more points and, and become more aggressive. So um, I think there's going to become a time where every player, if you're a player that's going to be the one that facilitates, the one that's not the dominant scorer, is going to have to take that role and, and score more points and um, take into that role. And I think what's going through my mind is a, a good example is Jimmy Butler, because wasn't a hugely hyped guy in high school smaller program at Marquette. And then, but if you look at what he does and what he can do, and obviously we're seeing that now in Miami, we've seen that when he was in Chicago um, over the years, but there's times where Jimmy knows this guy's got it tonight. I'm going to let him shine, or I'm going to just focus on defense and completely lock my man down, or you need me to take over in, in a series. I'm going to do that. Th- that's more of the approach. Like if you can do all that, man, that's you gotta respect yeah, but, that. Yeah, but you know that's 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 gifted personalities. That's you know players that that understands how talented they are. You know, like um, you've seen, you know, games where Jimmy in the third quarter only has four points. Miami's up twelve because he knows he has Dragic on the team. Hero, you know, he knows he has these players that can get it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just. Understanding your dominance and understanding, you know, what God is giving you and what you've worked on to understand that I can be a decoy today. I don't really need, you know, like like LeBron in the Lakers and everybody was laughing at him, you know, um, those eight games they came back and then they they lost the first round uh, every game, the first, you know, first round they lost first game, you know, against Houston. If you look at LeBron, he was decoying. Let me, let me see what this team does. Let me, let me just, you know, I'm not worrying about the series. We're going to win that. Let me just, you know, make sure, okay, AD, go off. Let's see how they're, how they're going to play you today. All right, let me see how they're going to play you. So, you, you know, he has that ability to understand that I don't need to come out here and play freight train basketball. Uh, if, when you need me to do it, I'm going to do it. Other than that, I need AD to make sure he's in rhythm. I need, you know, KCP to make sure that his confidence is up and he's hitting shots. You know, so he does that to just really, because you gotta remember, 
the more AD gets off, nobody's worrying about LeBron. Mm-hmm. KCP gets off, nobody's worrying about LeBron. So when these guys are performing, now the lane just looks wide open for me to play. You know, so like, you know, if you're, you're going against the zone, those first couple times, it's like, they're really packing it in. Come on, hit that, hit that shot. Oh, come. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. Now once these guys, now when you start faking it, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's get busy time. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just, it's, it's game by game trying to understand, you know, and get the feel for how they're going to be playing you. And how do you approach that? Thinking that part through where you can really even break the, the game down to, to possessions and situations and you're setting all that up, let's say, from the first quarter on through. Um, well, I'll give an example. Like the two-man with, with Dylan. Um, I know everybody talks about the two-man, what we can accomplish by that, but... Um, like you said, you know, he's going off, I'm down in the paint, you know, I'm, I'm open, you know, and so I think they forget that I'm there or, you know, sometimes they don't, but when he's driving and he can diss that off, then it's just, it's, it's over, mm-hmm. you know, cause we have that two man connection. And then now we're both in rhythm and, and he's giving me the ball, I'm giving him the ball. So, you know, that, that has to be the most frustrating the frustrating part about our us guards mm-hmm. <laughs> that we get so tunnel vision when we when we decide to attack that we don't realize that oh my god I could just throw the lob and mm. he's gonna dunk it every time or I can just jump and just give it off like because I didn't understand that until I had Dwight Howard you know like I, I refuse to pass to the big man when I'm driving that was just one thing I just didn't do. Like, so Brendan Haywood and Eton did never got dump-offs. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just one of those things, like, I'm already here. I'm like, I already did the work. I'm not just going right. to throw the plate to you. And then once I had Dwight Howard and Dwight, yo, just throw it up. What do you mean, just throw it up? He's like, yo, when you drive, it just, you see my man even flinched, you just throw it up. I'm going to dunk it. All right, let me try mm-hmm. And then drove, and then the big man came, and I just, just, I threw it, and he just, and I was like, that's what that feels like. Yeah. That is, <laughs> man, that's, I don't got to hit the ground every single time. That is easy. Because yeah. next time, next time he's not even going to come. And I get the lay that. Oh, that was. And, and, and it was the first time that I actually seen a big man that was dominant that it opened up my, you know, the, the ability of me passing. Because now every time I drove, all I'm looking for is the body to get off of his so I can just wrap it around. Right. And, it's, and it's, it's crazy to see, like, to see, like, yo, I'm down, I'm down here. Mm-hmm. Ooh, hey, just, 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 just throw it anywhere, yeah. anywhere around this hoop. <laughs> just pretend you're shooting it and just throw it around this hoop and I can duck it back. But, you know, us guards sometimes are just so determined to do what we do best that we usually forget about big men who are actually dominant. Maybe it's just the way they ask you. The way they ask you the right way. No, but even, you know, Shaq and Kobe, that was the mm-hmm. big thing. Like, yo, I'm, I'm Shaq. Mm-hmm. Just, just throw it down here. You know what I mean? It's, you know, big men do lose a lot of easy buckets and, you know, to guards who are just focused on that basket. You know, it's... Yeah. It makes the game less complicated and easier. And what you said to Johnny <laughs> is so important, I think, to even casual fans that don't understand that, is rhythm. You got to establish a rhythm with the team, and that's a hard thing to do. It doesn't happen automatically. And it's between the two-man game, between a guard and a big or what have you. And, you know, that, that some nights it doesn't always work, establishing a rhythm. Like, oh, he just, it's not, it's not clicking tonight. Yeah, I mean, we look for different options. You know, if you're not clicking, defense is always an option. <laughs> um, and I pride myself on that, you know. But if you're not clicking, it's, you know, next man up or... Um, do what you can do, which is defense, you know. Defense is never give. Defense is not something where it's like, oh, I can't do that. You know, I got to have an offensive game. You know, you can always play defense, you know. So that's just something that you can, you can, you can control that. Effort, yeah. right. I know what your answer is for it. What? Confidence. On defense or offense? Offense. Okay. Uh, I don't, we don't talk a lot of defense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you know, defense is always on. I mean, you know, even if someone's, you know, hitting great shots, you know, your defense is still something you can give 100% with. You know, the offensive end, you know, shots go in and out. Um, you, know, you know, just staying confident about the shots you're taking are just good shots. They're just not falling tonight. And then, you know, a game is, you know, 48 minutes, the first five minutes that end the game might be amazing. 
you know, so, you know, you just got to always just stay and just, you know, keep playing and staying focused on, you know, the, the, the task at hand. All, right, all this is great. This is all basketball theory and, you know, your knowledge is, is incredible, Johnny, but we want to know your approach off the court. That's where it starts in a lot of ways, your makeup. What is basketball for you? Um, it's definitely a tool. Um, brought me places where I didn't think I'd go, like Brazil. Never thought I'd, you know, be able to go to Brazil and... and yeah. I haven't went yet. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's different out there. You were stuck in the valley at your age. <laughs> yeah, it's different out there. Um, but I definitely use basketball as a tool. Um, I don't take it for granted at all. Just to show you how small mm-hmm. it was back then, when I got drafted by uh, Golden State Warriors, I actually didn't know where it was. Mm. <laughs> when Did I went to go, anything? no, so uh, you know how like you train before when you get going, uh, going into the draft and you have to train, you know, oh yeah, you're gonna go to Toronto, uh, yeah, I went to Toronto. I was like, all right, and then it was like, all right, we're gonna go train at Golden State. Where the hell is Golden State? It was like, uh, it was like Oakland. How many hours away is that? Like 12? And I didn't realize this part of California. Mm. Like, cause it, it happens to be in the same state that you already live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, like, oh, that was, yeah, I didn't really pay, yeah, I didn't really pay attention. In. So, Johnny, what you said, that's so important. Basketball is a tool, you know, and it can take you other places. But for you, what would you want to use it as a tool for? Uh, definitely giving back to the community. That's always an option, um, you know. Basketball, I say it's a tool, but um, you also help people like, like, like the community and um, use it different ways to, to I don't know, build your brand or, or make other people happy. So um, it's not always something you use for yourself, but you use for other people and, and make their lives better. All right, Gil, let's take a break to talk about breaking up. No, not breaking up with your significant other. Breaking up with your old wireless provider because it just got a whole lot easier thanks to our friends at Mint Mobile. They were the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, and now Mint Mobile is introducing their unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. Let that sink in. An unlimited data plan for 30 bucks. How much is your soon-to-be X wireless provider charging you? We all love our phones, we're on them all the time. The only thing we hate to see are those big bills, and now Mint Mobile's savings plan make it all better. For people that hate their phone bill and are ready to cut ties with Big Wireless, Mint Mobile offers their premium unlimited plan for just 30 bucks a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep that same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Break up with Big Wireless and switch to Mint Mobile's premium unlimited data plan for just 30 bucks a month. And for fans of the No Chill Podcast, of course, we got something for you. To get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 30 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash nochill. That's mintmobile.com slash nochill. Cut your unlimited wireless plan to 30 bucks a month. Break up with your old carrier. Say hello to Mint Mobile at mintmobile.com slash no chill. This is a fun time, Gil. Two years left to go in, in, in high school. Wait, two years? <laughs> you just figured that out? <laughs> oh, my God. But think about that. It's, this is that stage where you can really dream. You know, you can have those dreams, and when I get there, I'm going to do this. And it's not just about money or the financial part about it. It's the other things that you want to do, you know, with the game. I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on two <laughs> years. Two years. His mind has to, you know, Man. compute all these things sometimes. You guys are so much more developed <laughs> than we were. I mean, the skill level and just, Wow. Is a will out of high school open up? I wouldn't be surprised if the whole draft is high school kids. Then, did you, did there's so much skill. I mean, did, like how, how often do you work out? Pretty often. 
a lot. Because, I mean, we, we had to cancel like four times because right, you were yeah. training. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how much he trains? <laughs> Is he going into the draft now? I'm just like, oh, no, he's still in high school. I'm like, man, you know, just realizing how fast you guys are, you know, developing. Eighth graders dunking. Seventh graders dunking. Yeah, I was, I was, um, I had to show my son. I was like, uh, yeah, look at Imani Bates in seventh grade. And he goes in, Ugh. I'm like, Seventh grade, well, I didn't get my first dunk until 10th grade. You know, but that's, you know, that's... that's you also weren't 6'9". No, that's but, just genetics. But, but still, I mean, it's... Even, even playing, you didn't see kids dunk that early. And all of this, so you're working, you're, you're so tunnel vision on your, on your craft, but the, like I said, the fun part is you can actually start dreaming. It's... We always have our dream, and then when we get there... We're like, all right, I'm here. And then it's like, well, I think I need to make new dreams now. And then, you know, so whatever your dreams are now, they're going to change once you get there because it's like, it's, it's, I heard a boxer say this. He said, you know, I, I dreamed about being a, a world champion and I trained for this moment. And when it came, it was like, what's next? Eh, that didn't. It didn't seem how I envisioned it. I thought I'd be all happy and stuff. And it was just, oh, I got the belt. Yay, what's up? All right, what's next? Mm-hmm. He, he said, I put so much effort into winning this that once I won it, I realized, yeah, that was kind of easy. What's next? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's one of those things. You're, gonna, you're training for this goal, and you're going to put so much effort to it. Once you get there, you're going to realize, well, I need a new one now. That was, okay, I, I, I made it to the NBA now. I need to, okay, I want to be an MVP. I want to be this. And then that's going to be what takes you to that next level. Because, if you know, I remember um, Chris Mullen was like, all right, what was your dream growing up? And I was like, all right, make it to the NBA. He's like, okay, you're here now. Now what? And I didn't have an answer. I'm like, oh, let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> get off the bench? I don't know. I don't, let me really put some thought into this. And can I... Come to you in the morning. He was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And, you know, it's, it was one of those things that he hit me with the question. I didn't, I didn't have an answer. It's like, oh, I mean, I'm not playing, so I want to play. And then we put some thought. And then it was like, all right, be an all-star. You know, and, and now once I put it on paper, it's like, now I got to figure out how to do this now. Mm-hmm. Now I got to figure out. And then that's what, that's what made me go to the gyms early and start watching what those elite players do. What if you're... Your, uh, your goal is to just dominate. Just dominate for as long as you can in the league. And that's like your ultimate, you know, To plan. just dominate? Just like yeah, NBA champion won this, how many years, you know? Then you have to, you have to find, you have to find someone that's mythical that you're chasing. You know, because you gotta remember, if your goal is to dominate every year, who's challenged you to keep going if you are already, mm-hmm. you know, so if you're, let's say you're Greek to freak and you won MVP last year and you might win it this year. Did you dominate though? You know, your team did, but did you, you know, because if you're dominating, what, ke- what keeps you, if you're the number one, what keeps you really going forward? So you have to pull the, the, the Kobe, um, you take that mythical guy who's at the top and you're chasing him. Mm-hmm. So you're not worrying about the people that you're playing against because they're not the person you're chasing. They're not the one that's building you up. Because if you're going off of somebody that's in your, in your time frame, you're never going to get the boost. So you're like, all right, I want to I wanna, I wanna dominate every year. I'm going to chase Wilt Chamberlain the way he did it. You know, I'm going to chase the way Kareem did. I'm chasing Kareem. I'm chasing Kareem's stats. Mm-hmm. So now, year by year... You're, you're following this. You know, you could be six-time MVP, but you're so focused on this guy that you're not even living in the real time. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the way you do it. Because if you're going off of, like, let's say James Harden, you know, technically he's been dominant for the last mm-hmm. four or five years, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah. You know, because he's chasing real time instead of chasing someone who doesn't exist anymore. 
You know, so he can start looking, okay. Because if he's going off a of real time, then he's just going off a of scoring. Well, I let the league in scoring four or five years. You know, but if he's chasing Michael Jordan, now he's chasing a ring. Because he's like, oh, by this time he had this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm behind. Let me really reevaluate how I approach the game now. You know, now he'll realize, oh, I don't need to score 34. I need to score maybe 27. And this person needs to dominate more. This person needs to dominate. And that's going to turn into more winning. Yeah. They give me a chance to, you know, now I need to, you know, okay, I'm, I'm not playing great defense. He did. He won six defensive titles. That's what I need to be doing. I need to start locking down defensively. So it's one of those things where you find these characters that you, you know, you, <laughs> that you think you need to, you know, follow the mode and let that be your guide for dominance every year. Okay. And I think, what does it mean to you to dominate? What do you want to dominate in? And what, while we're talking about this, the images that are going through my mind are guys that won championships and you can tell they were just, the emotions just took, took over them, right? So, um, you know, Michael Jordan when he won his first championship, crying with the trophy, right? Kevin Garnett when he won it in Boston, because I think he's, he, he worked so hard, he worked his ass off in Minnesota for years, but he didn't get that gratification until he got, was in Boston. You know, even LeBron, when he won it in Miami, that was great for him, but the one that he won in Cleveland, he pretty much lost it, right? Because it was that, he always, you always set these goals for yourself. He said mythical things because it was like, man, if I could win a championship for where I'm from in Cleveland and, you know, those, those kind of things. So we'll ask you that. What do you want to dominate in? I haven't given it much thought. Much thought is in like outside the picture of obviously dominating my position, you know, but like you said, there's going to be those things you want to dominate or, or reach that are mythical. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't given it much thought as to that, but... Um, I'm pretty sure, like you said, I'll have an answer. You, know, <laughs> soon. you, you have so much, you, I mean, you have so much time and, you know, it's, history is, you know, it's, you get to look at history. You get to look at um, the past. Um, and, you know, you know, saying you want to be the number one pick, you know, I want to, you know, that those are easy. You know, a little bit of luck, a little bit of work. I mean, winning, you know, gets you that. But, you know, when you're talking about being in that group of Hall of Fame, being in that selection of the greatest players that ever lived, the only way you get inside that room is to look at them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the look of the, you look at, okay, let me see who's in that room. Okay, you got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Well, then that's my competition. You know, because you got to remember, if that's if they're inside that room and that's your competition, they can, you can only go up. Right. You know, because that's who you're looking at. You're, you're following the mode. You know, and you're you're just gonna keep traveling up until you. I'm here now. What's up? Open up. <laughs> Open that door. You know, and that's that's that. You know, that's how you approach it. And understanding history really important. And I think for you in this situation, we can talk about this. It's having those people, those figures that you're you're studying. Role models. So who are your role models at the moment? Uh, LeBron James at the, at the moment, role model. Um, you know, seeing him, how he dominates the game, it's, it's incredible. He's 35 years old, still doing what he does. And Johnny, that's not that old. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, it's not that old. But I mean, you know, I aspire to be, you know, as, as like him or even greater than him. So um, he's definitely a role model that, that I look up to. Um, and I want to, I want to, see if I can push myself to get to where he's at or even farther, further than where he's at. What do you think is the best thing that LeBron's doing at this point in his, in his life, in his career? Mainly, we'll, we'll stick to basketball. He's doing so much. but Being him, um, you got to remember when he, first, when he first came out, you know, it's, you know, you have your mold of model citizens and what, who to follow, you know? So you had the Michael Jordan, then you had the Kobe Bryant, then you had the Tiger Wood. You had these guys that, um, and you know, when LeBron comes in, you know, he has the big tattoo, chosen mm -hmm. one. You know, he, he's, he's, he's not the same as them. And instead of him buying into this is what he got to be, it's like, no, that's, that's not who I am. You know, I'm, I'm me. You know, I'm going to do the things that I like to do. I'm going to let my game speak for it. And from, from there, 
you know, I'm just, I'm going to expire on how I feel. I'm not going to follow the mode of what you want me to be, you know, and it's, it, it's, it's for me watching a young man who actually made his own decisions all the way through to the man he is now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just, for me, it's great because I watched him from the beginning. Like, I remember when we have, um, when we did playoff games and we go to uh, Bronze, you know, house, mm-hmm. you know, he hosted at his house. He never played. He was just there watching, I mean, uh, watching high school basketball, girls high school basketball. He had soccer games on. It was like, it was like going to a bar and they have all the TVs and, you know, him and his uh, wife now, girlfriend then, mm-hmm. are just sitting there just watching games. I mean, it was like a computer. He knew everything that was going on. And I remember going back to the huddles, like, yo, uh, we're, we're, we're going to play against someone who thinks. You know, I, I watched them all last night, and he had no interest in what we were doing, and he's watching everything. So we have to assume that he's prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just said we have to assume that he's prepared for anything we do. Just right. letting you know that coaching staff, you know, and, and it's just watching that, you know, from then to now, it's just he did it his way. Um, he didn't let, you know, media People change him. And, you know, you can, like, the, the, the I, I say the guy that you hear, Taco Tuesday, mm-hmm. that's that's LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his son, how he, just, he's a goofball that just has, you know, and he just loves people. He just wants to see people, the people around him, the future, just have a better, you know, situation than, um, than the past did. You know, he was one of the first guys that, was giving food to the opposing team. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Before, before LeBron came in, the, the, the home team didn't give the visitor teams food. No. You said, my, first, you said my, first, my first plate of food was in Cleveland. Nice spread. I'm like, man, coach, y'all did a good job. And it was like, nah, this is from uh, this is from Cleveland. They gave us this. And it was like, yeah. I'm like, man, this is this is this is some luxury right here. What they eating over there, did you know? And he was, you know, changing that culture, you know. And it's 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 just amazing. He's done he's done a lot behind the scenes for just NBA franchises all time. So that wasn't genera- oh, that wasn't a competitive thing to kind of like butter you up, weaken you, soften you, so then they can he can no, take your no. heart. It was being generous. Yeah, being I mean, just showing you know this is the way we need to be. You know, the weight from weight rooms changing to strengthening coach to PT guys coming in. You know, it was it was him moving that needle forward. You know, and it's like thanks. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you know, so now you talk about a guy who's 35 still going the way he's going. What do you think the rest of the team is going to do? What, what does the Lakers have over there? What are you doing in offseason? You know, what kind of training? What kind of this and this and this? And they're just adding it to their program. So they're, they're watching them, mm-hmm. you know, watching the, his greatness, and they're using it to make everyone else great that's coming up behind them. So you guys have way better tools than going forward and we did when you know and this is what 2005 six 2004 i don't the clippers didn't even have a practice facility they're practicing that they're practicing that men's yeah, sports boys, club and boy, boys club wow jim dude yeah yeah uh <laughs> well strive for greatness <laughs> at the end of the day that's as lebron would say all right, Kajan, we've, we've warmed this up a little bit. We put some thoughts out there. He asked a, a few questions we caught, but it's, it's officially time for Ask Agent Zero. What do you have prepared? Um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I got, I got, Gil, I got oh, man, you should be sweating now. <laughs> when, 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 the homework, when the homework happens. Put some thought into this yep, one. yep. So your answer has to. So, <laughs> so I know you know the famous, you know, free throw, LeBron, mm. you know, the. So, so what did he say to you? And then how did you like, how were you able to like maintain your focus? You missed him. We were respectful there, but like missed him. But like, how did you lose sight? Like for what you're trying to do, like make the free throw and then. Uh, Okay. So we have to back up a little bit. 
because um, I was balling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was balling that fourth quarter, and we it, miracle comeback. You know, um, down three. Um, I hit the uh, hit almost like a thirty footer to, to take us to overtime. Um, kind of got a little tired, and you know, in overtime, but got to the free throw line. You know, it's butter. Game's mm-hmm. over. We're up one. I'm about to hit these three. This is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, and when he tapped me and he's like, you know, if you miss these, you know, that's game. And for that one second, I became human and thought about it. If I miss these, he's going to win. How? Work one. You know, and it, and it had me thinking about it. And, I'm, and I, I can even see it on my face when I watch, like, oh, yeah, you're missing these, bro. Mm-hmm. And then I, I missed the first one, and I'm sitting there like, how the hell did I miss that? That's just so off. Mm-hmm. Missed the second one. And I'm sitting here like, yo, did this just really happen? Where did I go? I don't miss free throws. I don't miss clutch free throws, period. Mm-hmm. And, and missed them both. And then they, Damon Jones in the corner just came in the game for the first time in two games and hit the shot. And all I thought about was, was it Nick Anderson? All I thought, because I was a Magic fan, and I remember what happened. You know, his, like, his career just, just, so I sat in the gym, took two, 3,000 free throws. Mm. And then I even took it a step further and went with a guy named Frank in San Francisco who trains. Chameleon. Um, huh? Chameleon BX. Yeah. And uh, he trains um, military, black ops, special, you know, all mental stuff. And I went to him just extra. Just make sure my mental is focused. Mm-hmm. And then he just put me through all this mental um, just breakdowns. Just, you know, just things that just mentally challenged you. Uh, these aren't basketball, but did you, do you think it's like healthy for players or, or it's a good thing that they grow up with a friend group and go into the NBA with that tight circle and maintain that tight circle? Yeah, you know, um, you're your your circle of basketball players is going to be your life friends you know it, and, it, and it's 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 i know sometimes it's hard to say that you know because you you have examples of you know lebron's friends his high school friends mm-hmm. is not the guys he hangs around with now um the guys he hangs around with now they they came you know to help his business and do all that um but the guys you play with you practice with you, you battle with, you fight with. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that are forever. They're, 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 your, they're your brothers, you know, and you don't realize it until, you know, one of them gets traded and then you really get hurt. You're like, wait, mm-hmm. oh, wait, what? You know, like you can see DeMar Johnson and Lowry to this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's still like, they still can't believe. It's been, what, two mm-hmm. years now? They DeRozan. St- DeRozan. DeRozan. Yeah. They still can't believe that, you know, you're not here. You know, it's, you know, you, you, you train and you enjoy each other so much that, you know, when, when that, when one of you guys leave, it really hurts. So that, that's going to be your bond. That is going to be, you know, um, I'm surprised to be honest that Carmelo, CP3 and LeBron have not played together Hmm. because they're, I mean, some, that's the, that's the summer group right there. Hmm. You add D Wade, it's those four. Those four amigos right there. And it's, it's, it's weird because, you know, as, you know, people who know how, you know, tight that group is, you would expect that they were all team up at one point, you know, to give the other two championships. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So that could be you and Dylan for years to come. Could be. Could be. Yeah, there's going to be, let's be honest, there's going to be situations where, you know, one of you guys have power. And you use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, for you, you want me back, you know, you're going to have to bring my guy. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do it. <laughs> you know, you can, you, they're going to do it. And you can see how LeBron, that's what I said. You can see most of LeBron's teams, his friends, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, that's that, that, but that's what, you know, what, you know, you have to appreciate about someone that's in that position where he take care of his friends. My last question. Um, was there a player or, or someone that you wish you could have played with or against in the NBA? Played with? Probably, probably Kobe. Yeah. 
Probably Kobe. I, you know, I, I just, that, that, that battle every day in practice. You know, just to be, you know, just watching him from afar and only on game day where I get to see him, but watching him every day in practice to really understand, you know, how that greatness was built. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to see it from, you know, fans' right. standpoint. But to be there watching every single day, what is he doing? You know, and, you know, I wish I got to play with him just so I can, you know, just so I can, you know, see what the greats are doing. Because, you know, for the most part, it's, it's all secret. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't, y'all don't want us to be great. Tell us what you did. You Tell ever, us. <laughs> you ever play with him? In, I know, like, All-Stars. You yeah, play with him in a scrimmage, summer run? Yeah, like, I mean, like if you're a boxer. No, but were you ever on the same team, like, even in a scrimmage? Mm-hmm. I said, like, if you're a boxer, you know, Mayweather's undefeated. You will want to watch, like, what do you do all day? Let me see. When you wake up, what do you do? Noon, what do you do? Like, I want to be able to see it instead of going on Instagram and you're sitting there in the limo talking about fur. fur. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see that. I want to. What did you do to be 50 and old? There's, what's the secret? It's not an accident. You know, what are you doing? Do you wake up and do five? Like, what, like... You know, and that's that's what I I would have liked to to witness. Like, what are you what are you doing? I said you play with or uh-huh. against. What about against? Against. I played Jordan, gave him forty one. Um, <laughs> uh, gave Kobe that work. So I guess it would um, be a guy that's playing now. Oh yeah, probably pr- probably Westbrook or Kyrie, uh, Kyrie or Curry. Yeah, I would like to bust him up. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to bust him up for real. I'd like to see you versus Dame, like in your both in your primes. Just go off one like uh, offensive. Like I remember show, someone asked down. me, some a kid asked me on Instagram, and this is the funniest thing ever. He was like, um, "You think you can um, stop Curry and 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 Westbrook and them?" And I wrote. What you talking about, man? I would have been busting them up like they're terrible. They can't. And then I had to think about it. Wait, erase, 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 erase. <laughs> I never played against that guy. I never had to guard anyone that did that. I remember Allen Iverson, he gave me 40 every time. So all of them are that type of player. All of them are trying to score 40. So, I'm, and I said, yeah, I get worked. <laughs> Send. <laughs> You know, because I never had I never had to go against somebody like Westbrook that that's you know in you know Ferrari mode the whole game. Someone like Curry that's just sitting there running around circles, you know, trying to, you know, he's give the ball up and boom, he's on pick and roll. I remember I had to guard, I guarded Rip Hamilton. It was like, I don't want to guard him anymore. Give me Chauncey. <laughs> I'll take big time Chauncey. Mm-hmm. I am not running with Rip, Rip Hamilton all day. You know, and you know, so just to get the glimpse of that and then put it to today's guys, like, I don't. But just for the culture, I would want to play against him. You know. Okay. All right. I don't want no parts of James Harden. Mm. Yeah, I'm not trying to guard a guy who's just sitting there trying to break ankles the whole time. Like, mm. <laughs> like it's one of those like, yo, just shoot the ball already. <laughs> just shoot it already. <laughs> like, you're making me look bad. <laughs> just shoot it. <laughs> all right, there it is. You want you ask for that answer. Um, all right, so we're about out of time here. But before we go, I had this thought. Maybe you're already there. We need a nickname for you. Nickname. I'm going to put this on you, Gil. Whoa, whoa. Yeah? Oh, no. You want to you walk away with a souvenir? I don't know if you have anything in the works already. I it's, mean, it's still early. People call me Keej, short for my name, Kijani. Um, I know my coaches call me Key, K Dot. Um, we could do better. Well, we, we, like, yeah, we could do better than all that. That's Kendrick Lamar already. Oh. can't get the K-9 already. Um, you know what? You don't have to worry about it right now. We'll figure that, figure that out later. You figure that out? You figure it out in college? You get, get in college. I'm trying to get some help out of you. Like, I didn't get mine until, he, like... You made, he made your his own, really. Who? You made a lot for yourself. I didn't make, I didn't make Agent Zero. Someone... How about you? Offended. I didn't make hibachi either. I didn't make zero. To I, the point is, you you don't make you, your own. You don't yeah, want to. You, you don't did. make your the own. The thing for in, in in your situation, a lot of times for Gil, he heard them and he owned it. You yeah, you don't. Yeah, you gotta. Out. You don't. You don't want to do the the whole. Was it CP three? Yeah. You know, it's Chris Paul number three. You don't want. You don't because what if he's he wears number four? It's one confusing. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You done messed True. up the whole nickname. So you have to sit back, let let the nickname come to you, and you're like, 
I like that one. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. You don't want to be playoff P, you know. Because what if you never make it to the playoff anymore? Right. <laughs> you know, it's just. And a lot of times you're given a nickname, you're blessed with it, and then you win it. Well, Scalabrini is the white mama, right? You know, I don't, I'm pretty sure he didn't think of that himself. You know, a guy no. who only averages two, so <laughs> you're not mamba-like, but mm. you know, it's, you know, a fan, trust me, a fan out there would give you the nickname and boom. That's Actually, I think Scott was after one game. He had like one game that he went off for 20, and he yeah. was like, tonight, I was the white mamba. He didn't give himself white mamba. I think to narrow it down, it is the, I like the key thing. Mm. It's a master P, master key. Master key, master unlocking key, the door. unlocking the doors, locking them down, open the doors. You can work that. It's a start. You're, you're young, so you get to really go out and think. Yeah. Don't take nicknames from him. Trust me. I don't have them. Yeah. So actually, I do, but <laughs> not not cool like that either. But you have a lot. Agent Zero. We'll go with that one. So, hey, Johnny, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Glad you made it work for us. All right, thank you, sir. Guy that's always in the gym. Always in the gym. We love those. And for- this is like our what, this. Five, the fifth time's a charm. <laughs> and for another guy that's always in the gym, came, came to the gym this morning, so. Gym rats all around. And also men of a lot of nicknames, Abachi agents here, we threw them out, so. I'm Mike Botticello. For the one and only Gilbert Arenas, and for Kajani Wright, this has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Remember, you can catch us every Monday at 8 p.m. on Fugo Sports Network, and we'll see you next time.